don't wanna be Just someone that's new I speak my mind so free So you could hear the truth Yeah, I know that we all have fear Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast This is the Truth for Youth Podcast with Micah Murphy Guys, we're gonna continue our talk on doing good So if you haven't listened to the last few episodes Go back and, and listen to those because this is just going to build on that. However, you do not have to have listened to those to benefit from today. Um, but again, let me do a little side note. If you are finding value in these podcasts, please, please, please share the podcast. Tell others about it. Uh, that's how this podcast grows. It grows from you, the listeners, uh, leaving reviews and sharing it with other people. So thank you for doing that, and let's get into today's episode. So last week, we talked about that principle of you reap what you sow, uh, and many people know that as karma. That's just kind of the word that a lot of people use, uh, but like I said in the last episode, I try to avoid that word because that is tied to Eastern religions like Hindu and Buddhist. So we are trying to get away from that and use the principle of you reap what you sow, but it's that same mentality of, you know, kind of what goes around comes around. Um, and we talked about that principle in Galatians chapter six, verses seven and eight. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and go through that so that uh, you kind of are refreshed on that principle. And the, and this is Paul talking. He's talking to the Galatians. He's talking to these, you know, newer Christians, and he's trying to encourage them. He's trying to get them to be more like Jesus. And he says, don't be misled. Remember that you can't ignore God and get away with it. A man will always reap just the kind of crop that he sows. If he sows to please his own wrong desires, he will be planting seeds of evil, and he will surely reap a harvest of spiritual decay and death. But if he plants the good things of the Spirit, he will reap the everlasting life that the Holy Spirit gives him. So remember, that's kind of what we talked about in the last podcast. But we're going to look at the next two verses that come after this passage as he's continuing to, to kind of build on that. So Paul goes on to say in verse 9, So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. So, we're being encouraged to do good, right? Like, to, to keep doing good, because if that's what you're planning, you know, that's what you're sowing, then that's what you will reap. Now, Again, it's not always going to be, you know, life is going to all of a sudden just turn and start giving you nothing but blessing and being good to you just because you are doing good. But you're giving yourself that opportunity and God is seeing that and God is going to allow good things to happen. Maybe not directly, but it's in an indirect way, perhaps, or gives you a peace or a joy, or maybe it's in the everlasting life that you get those rewards. But today we're going to focus on that part that says, let's not get tired of doing good. Guys, if you do good long enough, no doubt you're going to get tired. No doubt. 
So I want us to think for a moment. You know, think back to maybe if you're in athletics, it's a time when you were just physically exhausted from from maybe training or maybe some exercising or, or conditioning that your coach had you doing. Perhaps you entered some type of challenge or a race that really pushed you to the edge. You know, it could be even in your studies. You know, students, as you're cramming for exams, don't know if you necessarily experienced that in high school. College students, you may understand this a little more if you have midterms or finals coming up and you've just had so much uh, notes and, and stuff to material to study that you just cram all those all-nighters because maybe you have back-to-back exams in multiple uh, multiple subjects. Uh, I can definitely think back to those times at Auburn University where, yeah, uh, zero sleep, uh, multiple days of just cramming and cramming and studying. And, and obviously you get to a point where you're super exhausted. Like y- you drive and you don't even know what you've done. Like you're probably like, oh my gosh, I think I just probably ran like five stop signs and six red lights because your brain's just not functioning. But hopefully your body's so conditioning to stop, it was stopping, but your brain is just not functioning. It's just not there. But let's look at the physical because for me, the physical exhaustion really hits home more than, than probably, you know, any other, you know, the emotional or, or mental uh, exhaustion. And I can think back to multiple times when I was just physically exhausted, uh, you know, whether it be football conditioning or, or some type of training where I'm just like, I don't think my body can take any more. Like, I don't think it will move like it's about to collapse, it's about to shut down, uh, I, I just can't keep going. But you, you just keep going anyways. Um, for me, something that I did last year was I, I entered something called the Spartan Ultra. If you're not sure what Spartan races are, those are races that are pretty much all-terrain type races, you know, off-road, in dirt, gravel, grass, woods, uh, desert mountains. It's all over the place depending on the location, but you have multiple obstacles. So you're running anywhere from like a 5k, 10k, even a 50k, which is a 30 plus miler. And that's the one that, that I'm going to talk about in a minute, but you're doing these obstacles all throughout the race course. So it's very, very physically exhausting because not only are you running, but then you're having to carry things like sandbags or logs. You're going through water. You're having to go up and over obstacles, uh, hanging on to things. So it's very exhausting. And I was training to, to really try to push my body and my mind to, to probably further than it ever been pushed before, uh, about this time last year, actually. And it was called the Spartan Ultra. So that's 30 plus miles. Uh, the race that I did was out in Texas and it was actually 32 miles and lots of obstacles, like 70 plus obstacles of just, you know, that crazy stuff that I just talked about. You're going up and over, you know, cargo nets, rope climbs, you're crawling under a bob wire, you're going through creeks, you're going up and down, you know, mountainous terrain, uh, just, just rough, Okay. And I knew that it was going to push me. And I knew at some point my body's going to say, okay, we've had enough, right? Like, let, let, let's just shut down. Let's quit. Um, but I went in prepared knowing that that wasn't going to be an option for me. Like, I was just, I didn't care how bad I was going to hurt. I knew I was going to hurt. Um, I knew I was going to be tired, but I wasn't going to quit. However, you do those races and 
it is exhausting. Like every muscle in your body is hurting, at least for me. I mean, I'm not, I'm not an ultra runner, which, you know, the, the super long distance, I'm not much of a runner anyways, but I was doing this race and my body was just exhausted, like just super tired. Well, you do the first lap, technically it's two laps. Uh, the first lap was like 17 miles, um, and then the second lap was a little bit shorter. But after the first lap, you get to come into a little base camp that you you kind of have that you bring maybe an extra change of clothes because you're going through water, it's wet. Um, maybe you just want a fresh pair of clothes because the mud or whatever. You also have food, like you're trying to supply your own food, um, you know, carbohydrates, getting some electrolytes in your body, whether it be a Gatorade or some other you know, substance there to help give you that energy and to reboost. And it, when you come back through that, that zone, a lot of people just shut down at that moment and some of them don't ever go back out because you finally get there and it's like you get a moment to kind of sit down and rest for a second and you refuel and then a lot of people just don't want to go back out. Like either the, your body starts shutting down, which I'd gotten that advice going in that was like, hey, don't take too long in the pit, you know, the pit stop area, because your body will start shutting down. It'll start kind of going into that rest mode and, and shutting down and the cramps begin to set in. So I knew I, I really wanted to try to get in and out in under 30 minutes and, you know, changing some clothes and getting some food and, and putting more water and electrolytes back in my water pack, my camel pack. So anyways, there was the opportunity just to stop, just to quit because you're tired. And all of a sudden when you come through there and you kind of slow down and stop for a moment, then yeah, the pain starts coming in. Like you start realizing, man, my feet are really hurting. You know, there's 17 miles on nothing but rocks and dirt and, and gravel. It's, you know, it starts taking a toll and you start feeling those blisters and then the muscles are start cramping up and, my, for me, my fingers and my hands were, were really kind of starting to cramp up because you're holding on to a lot of things, whether it being you're holding on to buckets or sandbags or holding on to, to monkey bars and twister bars and different things that you have to physically hold your, your body weight up. And I just remember thinking, whoo, I don't know if I have enough energy to, to do this all over again. Um, and I actually kind of vlogged this, so it's, it's actually on a, a one of our vlogs, if you want to watch some of it. But as I'm going through there, I'm just thinking, gosh, I don't know. Do I have enough energy? Will my body last? But I didn't want to quit. I, 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 even though I was tired and I was physically exhausted, and then I had to go back out there and, and do that all over again. It was very overwhelming to think about. But I went back out there and I did it anyways, just because I had my mind made up that I was going to do it. And so I went and did it. And yeah, it was, it was brutal. It was tough. I mean, it took me over 11 hours to complete that race. Um, and yeah, I was physically exhausted and I hurt for days and days after that. But for me, it wasn't an option. And so I think about this passage when it says, don't get tired of doing good. Yes, you're going to get tired of doing good. Just like I got tired in that race, but don't let that be the end. Don't, don't stop just because you're tired, right? You can keep going. And that's what I look at. And that's what I think about when I'm reading that passage, when it's talking about just don't get tired, like don't quit just because you're tired. You know, it, you gotta keep pushing because 
there is a finish line, essentially. And that's what I knew in my head when I was doing this Spartan Ultra. I knew that it was going to come to an end. I knew that even though I was in that pain cave and I was hurting, I knew that if I just completed that second lap, that it was over, that I could rest, that I, you know, would recoup. So I knew there would be an end. Well, I think that helps when we think about this passage as well. Don't grow tired of doing what is good because there is a finish line. There is an end point. Now, unlike that race, we can't really measure what that end is. At least I hope we can't. You know, unfortunately, some people may can because they've been given a uh, perhaps a life expectancy because of a sickness or disease or something. But for the most, most part, most of us, we don't know where that finish line is, but we know there is a finish line. And for us, what awaits us after that finish line is a tremendous reward, a tremendous award or medal. Again, for me doing that race, uh, one of the things they do for the Spartan Ultras, not only do you get just the, the finisher medal that, you know, saying that you completed it and, you know, the Spartan medals are nice if you've ever done one. You know, there are these big medals that go around your neck and you get the finisher T-shirt. But for the Spartan Ultra, they actually give you a belt buckle. And so for me, that was one of my driving forces, man. I wanted that belt buckle. Um, And so that was in my mind. Like, hey, I got to finish. I got to get that belt buckle. So for us as, as believers, as followers of Christ, we have this finish line. And it's something far greater than a belt buckle. You know, we get everlasting life, and, and God has promised us, you know, rewards for, for doing good, for doing His will, for fighting a good fight of faith. And there is a great reward at that finish line if we will continue to push and do good. Again, so, so teenagers out there, if you're, you have those coaches that are just pushing you, I know it's summertime, so football players, you may be out there doing some super hot conditioning, especially those that are here in Florida, uh, South Florida, doing your conditioning out in the heat, and you're just exhausted, and you're tired, and your body wants to give up, and you just want to quit, and you're like, I can't do it, I can't handle it anymore. Believe me, I remember those days of, of two-a-days back in, in high school playing football, and I was just like, why am I doing this? You know, I am miserable. I'm exhausted. This sucks, you know. And, but, but then once the season came and you had that first Friday night game, then it was like, ah, this is why we did all that, you know. So that was essentially the finish line. So all you athletes, hey, keep pushing. I know the conditioning is tough, but it's making you better. You know, there, there's a purpose for that, even though you may not – you may not think there's a purpose. You know, your coaches are pushing you. Uh, they're, they're getting you in shape so that once season comes around, you will be ready. You know, you'll be ready to battle and you won't grow fatigued, just like this passage is saying. And uh, there was actually the message version that I'm going to read you, and it actually talks about fatigue. It says, so let's not allow ourselves to get fatigued in doing good. The other passage said tired, um, or version said tired. This one says fatigue. So, so don't get fatigued in doing good. At the right time, we will harvest a good crop if we don't give up or quit. You got to stay in the game. 
you got to keep pushing forward. You can't give up. You can't quit. Now, look, here's the thing about doing good, okay? It can get tiring doing good because some of you may be thinking, well, why would you grow tired of doing good? Trust me. Trust me. You will get to that point if you have not already. And they can be things like you're doing good and nobody is responding to that good. Um, you're trying to be kind or generous or helpful to people around you and they're not reciprocating. Uh, there's been multiple times where I have maybe held a door for someone or done some kind of kind, nice gesture and you don't even get a thank you. You don't even get a smile. You don't even get a nod. It's as if they expected that out of you and it's as if that was uh, the norm. Like that was your job, when in reality, perhaps you went out of the way to grab that door or to help someone do something and for them not to, to recognize it. And I look, I know we're not doing that stuff to get recognized, but hey, let's face it, it is nice for someone to thank you or to at least give you a smile or a nod acknowledging that, yes, they appreciated what you just did. Not that we're doing it for appreciation, okay? I, I want to make that clear. However, it, it is nice to get that appreciation, right? Like the little nod. Um, it, it's just like that little bit of encouragement. That's all it is. Not that it would change whether you do it or not. So when you go time and time again and you're not getting that or maybe you're even getting a negative response, that kind of hurts a little bit and you're kind of like, now why am I doing this? Just you know, to, for someone to make fun of me or for someone to take advantage of me or to, to do something else. So there can be opportunities where you just get tired, you know, like, hey, all right, I'm done doing that. I tried being nice to this one person over and over and over, and they refused to accept my generosity. They, they refused to accept my kindness. Um, or here's another one for you. I remember in high school where I got to the point where I was so frustrated because I felt like I, I was trying to be a, a good person, you know, and I got to the point where I just concluded, well, I guess nice guys just finish last. That's why I kept saying, you know, I'd heard that saying before and I determined, yeah, or concluded, yeah, that's, uh, that's, probably, that's probably true. Nice guys seem to finish last because I was trying to be nice and considerate and kind and polite to, to certain girls. And then I saw some of my friends who were being complete jerks to those same girls. And guess what? The girls went after those guys. And I was thinking, what? Like, like, why am I even trying? Like, why am I even trying to be nice or be good or to be helpful when in reality, it seems like those guys are the ones that are winning. Now, yes, looking back now, that was one small area of life where I was drawing a conclusion that nice guys finish last based on just kind of the dating scenario. And I can look back now with much more wisdom saying that is not the case. That may have been the case with some immature girls in high school, but that is not the case as you get older. Look, nice guys, they do finish you know, up in the lead. They may not finish number one, but I'm telling you, it will pay off in the long run. And remember, it's, it's all about God knowing, not so much other people around you knowing. So don't grow weary. Um, 
I've had multiple students come to me on different occasions saying, Mike, I'm just tired of being good. You know, I'm the little goody two shoes at school. And everybody's always like, oh, you're so good. You're so perfect. You never do any wrong. And they say, Mike, I'm tired of it. I just want to go drink and get drunk or do the drug or go have sex because I'm tired of not, not doing it and getting made fun of or whatever. So there are times when you will just be like, I'm tired of doing good. I've tried and it seems like it's not paying off or you're not getting the recognition or you're not getting the results. And you just draw that conclusion of, I think I'm just going to stop. I think I'm just going to give in and do what everybody else is doing because everybody else is doing it and it seems like it's working for them because we get short-sighted and when we don't get immediate results or immediate responses, we tend to get frustrated. And we, we tend to get discouraged. And guys, look, I am right there with you. I get it. I understand. And I still face that stuff today. I still get discouraged today with, with certain things when I don't see results, when I don't get feedback or I don't get, you, you know, uh, some type of recognition or acknowledgement because I feel like, what, why am I doing it? You know, is it really impacting? Is it really helping? Is it really benefiting anybody? And so it can get discouraging. Guys, but I want to encourage you, don't grow tired. You can be tired, but don't let that tired, that fatigue stop you from doing good. And look, we're going to talk about in the next podcast. I'm going to make this a two-part podcast because I want to talk about um, this to, a, to another level, to another kind of extent. So we're going to wrap up the podcast today, but be sure to tune in to the next one because, we're, again, we're going to build on this. And I'm going to share with you a story, not my personal story, but a story that is probably going to make you be like, wow, <laughs> like uh, here I am having pity and, and feeling sorry for myself when the story that I'm going to tell you about this guy will probably shake you to be like, okay, maybe I should be more grateful and maybe there are good things to come in the end. Again, guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. I really, really do appreciate it. Uh, Guys, I love you. I'm here for you. If there's anything I can do, remember, you can shoot me an email. My email is in the show notes. Murphy at gmail.com. Just put in there, this is a truth for, for youth question or comment or whatever. Would love to hear from you guys. I really don't get much feedback on, on the podcast. I mean, that's kind of the way it goes. It's not like there's a comment section necessarily. So, so shoot me an email. Let me know what you think. Hopefully you're benefiting from it. Perhaps you have topics or ideas uh, for future podcasts. Would love to hear those as well. Uh, guys, we will catch you in that next podcast. Until then, don't grow weary. Don't get fatigued. Keep doing good. Guys, we'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye. I don't want to be just someone that's new. I speak my mind so free so you could hear the truth. Yeah, I know that we all have.